This is a Culture and Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jamison Smallwood. This is Soul City with their new album, The Spirit of Soul City. Hey yo, welcome to Soul City. Glad you accept the invitation to roll with me. A city on the hill beaming is so pretty. A modern day utopia where there's no envy, no hate. There's no city like Soul City. Please accept the invitation and grow with me. A city on the hill can't hide it. It's so pretty. Baby, baby. Utopia society, we can go get yeah. it. Go live it out right now. Hey yo, your so shoes said it best. Make the kingdom manifest. They ask you where it's at. Well, it's hidden in your midst. It's either hit or miss, and the target is your chest. Take the narrow road on the path to righteousness and you'll find it you follow our king get behind him rallying the truth got our assignment assignment there's too many laws go and find them illuminate the dark bring the evil out of hiding demanding something greater because we stand for someone greater i'm talking in the parable but you gonna get that later i'm a citizen trying to see how i'ma sway him and that's no shade for the five in the a.m I hope you get it. I know we talking in code, but everybody ain't a citizen. We should let it be known. So if you get in this and you had it, then I'ma meet you. Soul City, not a place, it's a beat. Hey, yo, welcome to Soul City. Glad you accept the invitation to roll with me. A city on the hill beaming is so pretty. A modern day utopia where there's no envy, no hate. There's no city like Soul City. Please accept the invitation and grow with me. A city on the hill can't hide it. It's so pretty. This is the Culture and Conversations podcast. I am your host, Jamison Smallwood, and you just heard a track from Soul City's new album, The Spirit of Soul City. The title track you just heard was Welcome to Soul City, and I had a chance to catch up with this group of brothers who um, have released this great Christian hip-hop album that not only um, speaks to you know issues of spirituality, issues of their faith, but also speaks to the social justice issues that we find ourselves dealing with in our current times. Uh, the group of Soul City is made up of Selah, Noble Vessel, and the tracks were produced by the curator, Preppy. And this is a great album. I downloaded it. Um, I went and bought it. And I'm encouraging everybody who listens to the Culture and Conversations podcast to check them out. And uh, support these brothers. If you're listening for something that has some some classic hip-hop flavor to it, some boom bap. Uh, if you're listening for bars and, 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 lyri- and lyrical prowess. And if you also want to listen to something where it's not filled with profanity, uh, the usual subject matter of hip-hop. But talking to your faith, talking to your um, view of yourself as a, as a, as a black person. Um, also just speaking to the social injustice issues that we see going on in our culture, then this album is definitely for you. You can check them out at their Bandcamp website, which is Soul City, X-O-U-L-C-I-T-Y dot Bandcamp dot com. And I wanted you guys to have this information because I actually had a chance to sit down with these guys and uh, interview them about their album about some of the things that they have seen and observed in the culture that prompted them to write this album and deliver this piece of work. And I'm really pleased with it. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. And I paid $10 for it. Um, They actually um, are putting it out there where you can download it if you choose to, free of charge. But um, I'm encouraging everybody to at least give these brothers some love by spending at least $10 on the album because I I think it deserves that. And uh, it goes directly to them and their work that they've put into the album. So uh, we want to support quality quality within our culture. 
And um, we also want to support quality messaging. So if you're so inclined, please check them out at their Bandcamp website, which is soulcityxoulcity.bandcamp.com. And you're able to download and listen to the album and check it out and uh, support these guys. So coming up next on the Culture and Conversations podcast, my interview with Soul City. I am so blessed to have three brothers that I've wanted to talk to for a minute now. Uh, this group is known as Soul City. That's X-O-U-L-C-I-T-Y. I got hung up there for a minute on spelling city. <laughs> and uh, we've got Preppy, we've yeah. got Selah, and we've got Noble Vessel, collectively known as Soul City. And they dropped a CD that um, I had a, had a privilege of listening to. I actually bought their CD. Um, their CD is entitled Soul City, The Spirit of Soul City. And it is a refreshing return to the roots of reformed Christian hip-hop, if you will. But at the same time, they've put a spin on it in terms of social justice that I think is interesting. And these brothers have taken some time out of their busy schedules to um, speak with me. Um, they're actually across the country in different parts of the, of the, of the United States. And we're making it work tonight. So, um, brothers, introduce yourself. Just say hello to the, to the audience of the podcast. Okay. All right, cool. <clears throat> well, my name is Preppy. I'm the producer on this album. And uh, I'm from uh, Lehigh Acres, Florida. And I'm just glad to be here. All right. Um, Noble Vessel, also known as Brandon, from New Orleans. And yeah, glad to be here, man. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Selah, and uh, from Louisiana, but currently I live in Atlanta, Georgia. So um, I think I'm even more excited than those two guys to be here. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Cool. And collectively, you guys are Soul City. So yeah. I think the first thing I wanted to to ask you guys about in terms of your album um, is that, you know, your group and your album seem to definitely be inspired by some of the social issues surrounding, you know, police shootings, um, the sort of, uh, the sort of role of the police in, 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 in how they value human life. Um, you know, and those have, those issues have been in the headlines over the past uh, couple of years you know, how would you say that this this material has impacted your music? Um, the, this reality of you know police shootings, uh, social you know social justice or social injustice. Yeah, you know, how would you say it has impacted you know your 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 music and and this CD that you guys delivered? Uh, well, I know for me, um, this is Selah, by the way. I know for me, just with the uh, the subject matter and, and um, the content that's uh on the album it's it's uh, it's really heavy content you know um it's really serious content for the most part and like you said in the media um a lot of these lives that were lost and these lives that were taken they are uh it's it's almost like they're dehumanized mm -hmm. to an extent and i know for me in order to bring some humanity back to that individual, I have to dig deeper when I write. So, you, you know, and, and we name a lot of, a lot of people who 
we name we name a lot of people on the album who have fallen mm-hmm. victim to police brutality and to uh, social injustice and everything that's going on in the album. There's no pos- unfortunately, there's no possible way for us to name everybody on the album. Exactly. But I know every yeah. time that I wrote, I tried my best to make it seem like and and really try to convey that these were human beings, like these were individuals, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, the one of the songs on that comes to mind is "Out of Sight, Out of Mind." Like, just the the whole subject matter of that song was. These are people who are dying in the street, but it's almost like, well, it doesn't affect me, so it's out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. And yeah. just, just as individuals, as as people who are human, that that's not the right mindset to have. So um for me, that's how it impacted me. Just, you know, it, it, it caused me to have to actually write and dig deeper in order to uh bring humanity back to that fallen individual. Okay. Uh this is noble. I'm coming through. You yeah. good, man. Uh, well, for me, and uh, I'm pretty sure the other brothers can, I'm going to echo these sentiments at different points, but, man, this kind of kind of left you rocked, man. Not just with the nature of the events, but just how people responded to it. It's like one thing, when we're Christians, so it's like it's one thing if people who aren't, who don't identify with the person of Jesus Christ uh, respond callously to those events, but it's another thing that people who identify with his name, who claim to be his church, mm. respond just as callously to it. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot mm-hmm. of my verses that are tackling those issues is more so a critique, and hopefully being a healthy critique um, to deal with that. Because I'm, I mean, I, I'm probably probably can touch on it a little bit more. But, um, in terms of his experience, but it definitely left you feeling kind of callous and at the same time raising issues of questions of faith, um, like the uh, validity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing people who are fellow Christians just <laughs> respond in very bugged out way to these events, the way, as Sayla uh, already said, uh, that they were just dehumanized. And I'm like, man, it's, it seems like this is very antithetical to the gospel. It's antithetical to who God is mm-hmm. in light of the scriptures. So it's just like, man, it, those events just made me um, want to get on this record because it's something that Prep and AJ drew me in because I wasn't really trying to rap any longer because it's been like <laughs> 10 years since the last time I rapped. Um but like this provided a platform, the album provided a platform to express frustration and try to provide on some level a healthy critique uh, to how people responded to those events. So that's that's how those things affected me, man. So okay, Prepper, what are your thoughts about that, man? I well, <clears throat> for me, man, like it was it was a tough like time like like i was uh, talking to you before the show started man like i want to say it was 2016 was like a year where you know like we were leading up to you know um, (laughs) donald trump getting elected and we had like you know these things going on and i just remember just you know being like a part of of a, a, a reformed church and I would see like these things happen, 
and people kind of like you know respond to it in a way that you know just kind of seem <laughs> just like, like like they didn't really consider it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and meanwhile for me inside you know i'm like i feel like i'm falling apart and was like man mm-hmm. like don't they see like what's going on and so you know i think after like the first killing that happened you know i was like well maybe they just they 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 they, they, they didn't watch like the news that day you know that the next killing happened and you, you I, for me as as a lot of my friends know man i i post a lot on, on facebook especially like when these things happen i was just like yo like this is crazy and again it was kind of like a tepid response but then it was more so people are starting to say well we need to find out more of like the facts and the information and so like that bothered me <laughs> for a little bit you know that, that bothered me a little bit but i was just like okay maybe i'm just bugging and then like when the next joint happened man it was just kind of like yo like do y'all not see like what's going on mm-hmm. and i remember like after like the the third time that it happened i remember like saturday just like saying like man god i just i just need a word from you so i just hope that maybe sunday somebody will say something about it or even mention it you know up on the platform you know whatever it is but mm-hmm. i just need to be encouraged and <laughs> sunday came around man and not only did they not talk about it but you know one of the things that you really find and i i know that it's not just only uh, reform people who deal with this but just evangelicals in in general is that they just revert to like their 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 their, their hot topics for them which is usually abortion oh yeah <laughs> and you know mm-hmm. homosexuality and 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 you know like the, the their main points like that 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 they even look for you know that their presidential camp uh, presidential candidates to to touch on and it just seems like they're just in a, a totally different place than I was and so as like the year progressed man like I just I felt myself getting hard in my heart I just felt myself just really just saying like god like is this how your people are supposed to act I mean like I expect that you know kind of like how Brandon said you know you expect that outside of the church but like inside of the church you would think like you know and it's kind of funny because I heard like you know Lecrae on the truth table podcast kind of touch on it and he was just like yo man like my brothers in Christ, my sisters in Christ, and they should see this, and we should all be in, in unity about it. And it was just, like I said, just callous. So it just mm-hmm. started. I just, I started to feel like my heart getting hard, and I just started to not really get the word, you know, like I should. And it was just a tough year, and you know, I get, I give, you know, God thanks for like, you know, my brothers here, man. I kind of talked to them here and there, you know, throughout like the year, and it was like my best friend, who, um, Rudy. And like he was just on, he was on me like that whole time. Like, yo, man, like I know this is crazy, but you gotta, you gotta stick to like you know what you know, and that's the word of God. And mm-hmm. and I just wasn't really feeling at the time. And then we fast forward to like 2017, and I feel like that was like the year. Like I remember <laughs> Claire's Day, it was like January, like mid January. And I just felt like God just kind of stepping in and just softening my heart. You know what I mean? And. And instead of just being like the <laughs> the bad black guy, I started to feel like <laughs> like I wanted to learn how to respond to all of this. And so I think that one of the most important things, and I'm sure a lot of people have probably said similar things, man, but you gotta stay in contact with 
you know, not only other people who are like-minded, but you got to find like your, you know, like your places of escape with other minorities, because sometimes like there's like that level of, of disconnect, you know what I'm saying? Where, mm-hmm. where a, a lot of times you have to go out of your way to explain everything. Where sometimes, you know, when it comes to people who look like you, man, like it's just that, that level of understanding where it's like, yo, I feel you. We just <laughs> you get know it. What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I remember, like, in 2016, because I wasn't really feeling that, like, uh, my man Charlie, who's actually, like, one of, like, uh, the pastors for uh, Epiphany, he's actually um, doing, like, the plant out in, in Baltimore, but he was down actually down here, and he always, you know, invited me to go to Thriving every year, man, and I was actually able to go uh, this past year, man, and I, I highly recommend, if y'all have the opportunity, man, try to make it to Thriving. In Philadelphia, you know, with that whole conference sponsored by, you know, Eric Mason and Epiphany, man, because that was just like, you know, like food to my soul. But nice. um, it was, man, I, I rambled to, I, I rambled on, man. <laughs> no, no, you're good, man. I, I, I think what I'm hearing from all three of you is that it, it seems almost accurate to describe your work as not being something that was written towards. The unsaved world, although I believe the unsaved world can gr- can grow and obviously come to Christ through the material, you wrote this to the church, and it's almost it's almost sort of Corinthian in the sense of hey, these are things that I'm seeing in terms of how we're approaching the problem, and me as a brother in the faith, you're not speaking to my condition because I'm a part of this community that I see as as being as being hurt and harmed by these police shootings and killings. You know, the, the, I think the challenge as we continue to have our discussion is just that how do we, how do we speak across those cultural divides? Because, you know, you, you, you gentlemen decided to produce a CD and an album to do it or to attempt to do it. But you know, as as we're called to be unified in Christ, that is the challenge is that even in the early church, there were people who were from these different walks of life, you know, from these different cultural perspectives, slave, slaves, masters, women, men, you know, rich, poor, you know, uh, Greek uh, or Hellenistic Jews and, you know, Hebraic Jews, you know, there, there was all these this melting pot that's going on. And we still have that same melting pot, even more, maybe more so in the kingdom of God as, as the gospel has spread over the, over the centuries. How do, how, how do you, I'm not going to say how, right, but when you do speak across those lines, what do you want the evangelical church to hear coming from you? <laughs> I want to take this first. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Noble. I'm going to let you start off this time. What I hope they hear. Uh, y'all can chime in too, because it's it's kind of interesting, man. Because uh, I know our motivation was more so like edification and build up for like black folks <laughs> and Christian first and foremost. So it's like mm-hmm. that's why there's songs like Black Excellence on there mm-hmm. to reinforce people's dignity and uh, man the richness of black history mm-hmm. and how that's not not incompatible with our Christian faith. Because it's like mm-hmm. clearly God made us from all these various 
tribes and tongues and nations mm-hmm. um, in different ways we can reflect reflect this image. Um, it, um, so it's like, yes, there may be some aspects of those various cultures or whatever that aren't in line with what you want, but at the same time, it's like in that uniqueness and in that diversity is, uh, and even that diversity in, in that history of the individual human history, man, God is glorified in that. So our main thing was just trying to reinforce that, that one folks have dignity and worth and value in light of being image bearers and in their uh, heritage. And those things aren't incompatible. Um, but in terms of trying to cross that cultural barrier, like if white evangelicals or whoever mm-hmm. checks it out, I hope that they were still here, even as we kind of come from this unique cultural perspective, they would hear biblical truth. Mm-hmm. Like hopefully the universal thing we have in common is that we take the word of God seriously. It's authoritative. So like we're communicating things that are in line with hopefully people who want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the God of the Bible, the whole Bible, mm-hmm. that the various sentiments he has on different issues, um, including matters of social justice, uh, were rang true to them. Mm-hmm. And they'd be challenged by those things and even challenged how they respond to these things in the news headlines. Uh, so just, just from based on my opinion, that's how I would hope when they listen, they would never come across. It's like, oh, it's based in some Bible a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, if we are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, then maybe we should find out what God has to say about these things in his word. Yeah. From beginning to end. You know what I'm saying? It's like, maybe they have some basis. And it's not just some as like a James White would say, it ain't some ethnic Gnosticism type thing or whatever. He'd be jibber-jabber. He'd be talking about uh, <laughs> when you try and talk about it. Since the soldier does it, pardon me, I'm just being frank about it, man. It's like some cats just re- legitimately try to um, um, delegitimize anybody trying to talk about these things non-biblical if if you bring in issues pertaining to race or whatever. And I'm like, nah, bro, it's, it's in the Bible. It's like... Um, I'm sorry if the only lens you could see things through and just your limited understanding of the gospel, which is just justification, mm-hmm. which is I'm like, that's not the only implication of the gospel, my friend. Uh, so I'm just hoping folks to be challenged on that tip, regardless of what background they come from. And uh, we're not experts. We're not like, we're not Shaolin or none of them cats or whatever, no lyrical theologians or whatever, but I'm like, it should be plain and clear and over the spirit of God, uh, a lot of these things to read true in their in their hearts and minds or whatever, man. So pardon me for going off a little bit or whatever, but this is my thoughts, man. I'm pretty sure these other guys got their perspective too. Let me well let me say this uh, before you guys jump in. You know, first off, you can be candid. This is my this is my podcast. Um yeah. this is my platform. You know what I'm saying? That's the beautiful thing about owning your own stuff. Nobody can tell me what I can and can't say. Um, <laughs> and uh and i and i think i think I think your piece about the implications of the gospel i mean i think that is i think that is the the heart of the matter, also as you said that we have this biblical truth in common, and that speaks to you know that speaks that should speak across cultural lines, but you gentlemen continue that thought you know what is it that we're what is it that you want to be to be heard? when you speak across those cultural lines, um, 
through your music and, and through this biblical perspective that you're sharing? Um, I know me personally, I, uh, I just, I, I, I think, and, and for me, this is, this is what this album, this project was for me. For me, this, this project was a, uh, it was a conversation sparker. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to spark conversation mm. with this album, mm-hmm. you know, as far like, like for me, my, my audience was, you know, primarily to people who look like us. But secondarily, I, I I wanted to hit, you know, um, specifically uh, Caucasians with this album, and not just with this album, but like present present this uh, this conversation, because in order to get to the bottom and uh, of everything that's going on in the in, in this you know society and all these societal woes and things like that, like at some point there's gonna have to be a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's going to have to be communication at some point. And if if a Soul City project is what is what sparks it, then so be it. But there's just going to have to be a conversation. Um, ever since I've been in Atlanta, I've been uh, attending uh, a Blueprint Church. And uh, I commend uh, Pastor Dahadi and, and the staff there because uh, one of the things they did was the entire month of uh, November going into December mm-hmm. um, for like an hour, maybe, maybe about an hour and a half, two hours before the church session, like before church services started, what they would do is they would have these uh, these race these race relation talks. And so anybody in the church who wanted to come and talk about race, you know, Pastor Dahadi and the staff, they provided a platform for that to happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, it would, we would do different exercises, um, and we would listen to different things and he would ask, okay, how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. You know, how does that make you feel? Uh, what, what emotions are you feeling? What, um, you know, how, how, would, how do you expect the other people, the other person to feel? Mm-hmm. And what is it that would make you feel better? You know, and so we did these exercises and we would, you know, and, and there would be people who, you know, we worship together on Sundays every day. But we're not talking about certain issues like this, mm-hmm. and so it just it just had everybody in a central location, and we just were able to, you know, without all the BS, without all the, you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. the, the stuff that gets in the way. Okay, this is the heart of the matter. Well, how do you feel about it? How does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. You know, and so and so we who were people of color and minorities, we were able to tell people who were in a majority position this is what that communicates to me. You know, mm-hmm. when a young brother is gunned down in the street and something like that happens, this is how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And they were able to see and just have that dialogue. But I guess for me, it all comes down to everything I'm trying to say is you, we're just going to have to have that dialogue yeah. point blank yeah. across, you know, uh, cultural uh, barriers. So, Preppy, how do you feel about that? Man, um... And they, there's so much I could say, man. I mean, <clears throat> just kind of adding on to what they said. Um, I think that um, going forward with this album, I think that we were trying to be very, you know, intentional in making our primarily our primary audience black people, but we didn't want to to do it like we're trying to distance ourselves or segregate ourselves. But again, just for the sake of of when we like make music. 
you know, like there's like that level of of just understanding. And so like with us making all these songs, I mean, if you listen to the album, man, we had like um, <laughs> a sample of a different world and, you know, different things kind of scattered over. And I mean, like if you're kind of dis- disconnected from black culture, I mean, you'll kind of be like, well, what does this have to do with anything? But like the black person over here. And they'll be like, oh, oh, snap. You know, they, they, they kind of threw a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, you know, seasoning in it. You know what I mean? Mm. And um, <laughs> so I, I I really feel like um, that we definitely just wanted to, to, to I don't know, to, to make our voices heard and, and, and to have this, this conversation, you know, continue because there's only so much that, that, that you can really fight with people with online and, and disconnected, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I think that, like, sometimes, like, when it comes to, like, the, the medium of, of music, that I think that people are more open because a lot of times, like, you're not, like, necessarily having, like, a direct conversation, but you're listening. And I think that, like, you know, like the the medium the medium of music helps to kind of like soften the response. So if if we did have yeah. people who are, who were kind of like outside of black people listening to it, I don't think that they they they, they would necessarily be, you know, kind of like dis or made distant. You know, when they hear it, I'm sure a lot of it will be like, well, <laughs> why aren't they talking about scripture? You know what I'm saying? Because I'll be honest with you, man, like. For me, when it and, and when it comes to like you know Christian you know music, I, I would say probably over the again over the past like four to five years, man, I I really felt like it was in certain aspects kind of like not relatable, just because I didn't really hear a lot of people speak on what we spoke on like so directly and exactly. and, and, and with intention. With the exception of Show Baraka, so I, I I don't I don't want to give him like 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 not give him his 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 due because he was probably right. like, like the, the main dudes who stepped out first and you saw how everyone did him like oh man he's a crazy Negro you know what I'm saying he's all about <laughs> being black you know, that. his yeah. name Show Baraka you know <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but and, and it's so funny because like like when I really go back and think about it when he first put out like the talented tenth mm-hmm. um, for me. I was a little bit like disappointed because I was still in that phase where you know I was just all about like making sure like you know when you do a Christian music that you just have like your your JPMs you know what I'm saying your Jesus is per minute and then hit his <laughs> brother and then hit his brother dead on like you know like an album that was just really straightforward and and poignant and it was really you that know wrong, a, deep, a, a, a deep album and I know like for me like as time progressed and all these things were happening. <laughs> I don't know, like, God just led me back to that album, and I threw it on, and I just heard it in a totally different light, and it was just, it was it was encouraging to me, and, and it just, all of it just really resonated with me, and so, if you listen to our album, I mean, you'll definitely hear a, a bit of that influence, you know, as far as, like, you know, what we're talking about, you know, and in addition to what, what uh, our brothers here had said, uh, there was, like, a clip on the album where um, there was, like, a story. I remember I was on Facebook again, <laughs> and I saw, like, this video that someone posted of this teacher or substitute teacher, you know, who was talking to uh, a, a, a child in his class who, obviously, he had some type, some sort of issue with, and he was a white dude, and the, the kid was obviously black, and he was just kind of talking to him in such a, a degrading way. And I remember at that, like, exact like moment i hit up you know aj and, and brandon and we 
we really wanted to to attack that specific instant because I feel like I don't know. There's just been like this battle to 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 kind of like I don't say force like you know pe- like like white people to to see that <laughs> that black people have have value. You know what I'm saying? And and mm-hmm. when I saw that. I can't speak for nobody else, but that just really cut me to my soul, man. And I just felt like I had a response to that because for me, like my, my regular nine to five, I'm a teacher's assistant, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I work with kids in an elementary school and I just, I've seen things like here and there as it is. And, you know, you can't really say a whole lot, you know, just given like the nature of, of the job, but just like when mm-hmm. I saw that, it, it just, I felt like the dude was talking to me and I was like, man, you kind of have to think like this young black dude just got talked down on by by this teacher, and he said some really in, like super insensitive. I mean, the, the dude said, you know, what I'm saying like that's how people like you get shot, and I was just yeah, I remember like, hearing that, and yeah. I was just like, dang, yeah. you know. And so like our our response, you know, what I'm saying to that was a song that we that we wrote, which was "You Are Somebody," and I was actually the one who was like, "Yo, we got to do like this song," and you see how the song kind of came out and. I just really wrote that, just envisioning myself sitting down with like that, that that young black kid and just you know just sitting across from him and just telling him like, "Yo, I know it's hard for you to hear people, and you probably the only thing you probably hear is just like you know the the, the popular, you know, music of today, man. But if no one else tells you, you are somebody, mm-hmm. and you are somebody because that's the way that God made you. You know, He made you in His image and because people talk like this just outside of like the church, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's, it's important for us inside the church to affirm, you know what I'm saying? Like the image of Godness in people, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and it's so funny because like we're, we're in this age where, you know, like we're having so much backlash from like the black community. You're finding pastors leaving here and there and you find like a lot of people leaving church again because of this very issue. And that's why I felt like our yeah. is so necessary because I think that it's it's important to, for people to know, like, yo, the the church, if not for the church, man, I, I can't really say like how how well and and, and if we would have survived slavery had it not been for for, for the church. And the church is not just you know what people describe as the white man's religion, mm-hmm. but I mean historic. Yo, man, <laughs> if I keep going, I'm gonna start getting to history lessons, but. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I, I just really felt like, just when it came to our album, a lot of it was responses to things that were going on from a black Christian perspective, mm-hmm. right? And, and we were just intentional, first and foremost, of making our audience black people. But if a white person were to listen to it, that they would still be able to hear things and not feel like we're just totally throwing it to the side. But that yes, there is some some Jesus in the album. <laughs> yeah i just uh, I, I and i just wanted to say like for me personally mm-hmm. um like how i approached the album i remember talking to prep um and noble <laughs> about this but i for me personally i just i i just wanted to make music that because i mean like like when you listen to the album you're getting it from two different lenses like you're getting it through the lens of black like, of a black man in america Mm-hmm. Which you 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 hear that often, right? Sure. 
and you hit it off in the music, but we take it a little, uh, just one step further and it was like, yo, now you're getting it through the lens of a black man in America who happens to be a believer. Mm, right yeah and this is our response to that and 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 this is this is the way we feel about this and and so for me i wanted to i wanted to have like raise a question like a question like okay what's what's the right elixir right for being righteously indignant like how much how much righteous do i have to be for my voice to be heard and it not just cast be cast to the side but like i want people to understand like this is like this is an important issue to us Mm -hmm. you know and and specifically i'm talking about people of other ethnicities like this is an important issue to us and i'm trying to be righteous about it right (laughs) but like a lot of times we think of righteousness and we think of something soft so Mm -hmm. it's like how righteous do i have to be but also how indignant do i have to be for you to for you to realize like okay like He's really like he really feels some type of way about this. So, and like for me, just like I said, been a black man in America who is a believer. Like that's the line a lot of times that we have to tiptoe, you know. And so, I, I think that's I think I hear I hear that um, you know obviously that theme of frustration um, with communicating these these culturally uh, centric issues to our other brothers and sisters who don't who aren't a part of our culture you know, when you talk right. about the logical the larger evangelical church and you're right how do you get that message across and do people speak to it you know i can share from my experience when um when i saw when i saw that video on facebook of philando castillo's um i believe that's mm-hmm. his, i believe that's his girlfriend you know in the car if i remember right. correctly but just that just that that visceral you know, moment of of a man dying on on really what you would say at this point is national television, right? right. And uh, it just it that that Sunday when I went to church, I had to speak to it, you know, and and I had to say something about it because, you know, I think Preppy was about to touch a little bit on it, but the 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 black church has always been the 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 vocal expression of the the empathy and the and the and the social gospel if you will that because we benefited from that by establishing yeah. by establishing our humanity rooted in what Jesus presented as the truth of the fact that we all are all, all are all made in God's image so when I got a chance to, in my little in my little space to speak to it I had to speak to it because I felt like that was keeping with not only the image of Christ but it was keeping with the cultural tradition that my church particularly is birthed out of. And, you know, I think, I think the part that's frustrating when I talk to, you know, people who are a different, whether you're talking about somebody who's unsaved or you're talking about somebody who is saved is that they, in some kind of way think that, you know, they can have Jesus without the empathy towards people who aren't like them, you know, and, 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 you know, that, that, you know, and everything I see in the scripture, you know, where Jesus talked to the Canaanite woman or, or as the new international version calls her, the Syrophoenician woman. You know, I always point that out when I teach that scripture is that the Bible could have left out her ethnicity, but they wanted us <laughs> to understand how Jesus saw somebody from outside his culture mm-hmm. as he ministered. You know, um, the, right. the Roman centurion, they could have just said a man came to Jesus, but they mentioned the fact that he was a Roman because he was outside the culture. 
And you always see throughout the Gospels, Jesus repeatedly crossing that boundary of his social norms so that he could express the love of God. And I think I think I think I'm going to say, you know, as, as you guys have presented it, is that that's what we really need from the white evangelical church is that we need the white evangelical church to embody Christ in that, you know what, my brother and sisters and just people in general, even if they aren't saved, that they are, that these people are dying and we have to feel their pain. You know, I don't care if I see somebody who goes to death row, it still hurts me to to know that this person died, even if they are found justly, you know, guilty under the law. I don't want to see them die. And mm-hmm. to say, and it's almost like people, people are, are, are so beholden to their racism that they right. savor someone's death instead of giving up mm-hmm. their racism to express empathy towards, a, towards somebody who doesn't look like them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, needless to say to, to, to the large point I think Selah brought up is that at the end of the day, the conversation has to be had and we have to be, the church has to speak to us because, you can't turn theology into fig leaves, right? <laughs> you can't be like, oh, well, Jesus is all I need to talk about and it'll handle everything else will handle itself. When really that's just wrapping yourself up in, up in the Torah, so to speak, and not dealing with what, you know, needs to be redeemed. You know, it's not the, it's not just Jesus as the subject matter of, of what we preach and teach in church. It's Jesus as the heart of the application of what we preach and teach in church. And, and, um, so, I mean, with that said, and just that trying to, trying to, you know, try to sum up your, your expression of that, let me ask this question, because I think this question is somewhat maybe controversial, but I want to get your opinion on it. Is there a social gospel or is there just the gospel? (laughs) And I'm leaving it open-ended because (laughs) I feel like there's an answer there that we all agree on, but. I think we need to articulate it because that, you know, I found myself thinking about that, listening to your CD. I'm like, you know, is this, is there a social gospel or is there just the gospel? (laughs) Um, Well, I know for me, what I believe is, uh, I'm going to say it like this. I definitely want to believe that there is the gospel and the gospel only (laughs) but but in that i do believe that the gospel in and of itself is social if i could say it that way Mm -hmm. you know i i I think i think the gospel and and the truth of the gospel it, it 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 crosses it crosses that boundary as well and we can apply it socially so that's my answer okay Yeah, man, I echo the same sentiment. There is a reality. You know, I guess I should put out there, I'm the theology student out the bunch, whatever. But uh, (laughs) there's a a reality that there all is what people may promote as a social gospel that's devoid of um, the redemptive work of Jesus Mm -hmm. in terms of the significance of his death, burial, and resurrection, what that means. Um, from a, a standpoint of us needing to be reconciled to God, um, that does exist out there. 
gospel. And for me personally, I feel like the, the gospel has social implications. Because um, you can clearly see from scripture, all of you brothers know, oftentimes whenever the biblical writers are dealing with issues of social matters, whether that's forgiveness um, and reconciliation with your brother, mm-hmm. they point back to the gospel. That's true. Forgive your brother as the Lord has forgiven you mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing in terms of social dynamics and how a husband and wife relates. And even the fact that the one great implication of the gospel is the fact that it tears down those dividing walls, cultural dividing walls that kept us apart. Mm-hmm. That God is reconciling all these different people from social, different socioeconomic and cultural and national backgrounds into one body. So it's like clearly there's social implications to the gospel, even getting into um, ultimately us being disciple by the God of the Bible to, to have these tools that should for us, wherever we are contextually, um, to try and live in a manner that, that honors God and have some integrity in that. So long story short, it has social implications um, because one we coming under the reign and rule of God again. We've been reconciled to a God who wants us to be his ambassadors in the world. And that's going to look different ways from so how we engage socially, though, based off of our station and our, our circle of influence or whatever, and even the various positions of power we might have or whatever as mm-hmm. individual Christians mm-hmm. and even collectively. But a long story short, it has social implications. There's one gospel. It has social implications. It's not this American individualistic, personal type of situation, which allows a lot of people to stay distant mm-hmm. from everything that's going on in the world. And like you already touched on, try to see what God is trying to redeem culture. God is trying to redeem people. Their dignity, dignity, man. So that's just my thoughts on that. Yeah, I knew you were the um, the theology student when you said antithesis. <laughs> I said that brother done brought that brother done brought out the, uh, the thesaurus. Man, I had to go look that up real quick. I said antithesis. What? Okay. Oh, the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, just just messing with you, man. I appreciate your scholarly perspective. You know, Prevy, help us out. Finish up that thought, man. Is there is there a social gospel or is there just the gospel? I want to keep my joint like real, real uh, short and sweet, but um, just looking back um, in the word, man, like the first two things that just kind of popped into my head was like, man, one, Paul had to go and like holla at his man, you know, Peter, you know what I'm saying? For, for hanging out, like, you know, with the, the with the Gentiles, when his, when his people who look like him, you know what I'm saying? Like, was it there? But when once they came around, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, oh, yeah, he, he act like he didn't know them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, that that's one clear case where, like, it had to be talked like, talked about, like, head on. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. Jesus is for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And and that, that that's one point. And the other point, again, it has to like, revolve around Peter, where, like, he had a dream and and God, like, laid out, like, this the sheet with like all these various kind of like, you know, animals. Yep. And, uh, and I, I really feel like there is really no way around this idea that like, there's no separation between like issues of, of, of social, you know, um, 
yeah, social issues, you know what I'm saying, and and what people will classify as like being biblical, you know what I'm saying. I think that they're, they're both one and the same, mm-hmm. and I think that um, what I've seen in my experiences is that, and maybe it's it's different outside of, of, of America, but within like the walls of, of our country, or should I say walls, inside the borders of our country. Soon to be walls. Shout out Trump and Peter. Uh, <laughs> like, nah, we praying for you. I guess sometime. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, man, sorry, I'm in a you are good, man. But, but, but within like the borders of of our country, um, I think like we are just so. I, I can't really say if it's if it's we so much, you know what I'm saying. But just like within the church, I feel like politics have made this whole social dynamic like near impossible. You know what I'm saying because you know everyone has just found like terms that just. Mm-hmm separate you know what i'm saying like you, you you always hear like the terms thrown thrown around like you know socialism and liberalism mm-hmm. and all these catchphrases man and and they 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 really do their like their intended purpose which is just keeping things divided um, divided and just not discussed because people just you know we don't talk about our politics, you know what I'm saying? And we don't talk about, I mean, outside the church, people say we don't talk about religion with, with each other. So I just feel like, man, politics, unfortunately, ha- has melded itself with American Christianity to a certain degree. And a lot of times, like, it's it's helped to to kind of, you know, like, uh, how to say this, man? Like, just, it, it, it contributes to, to this ongoing debate on, on whether or not, like, the social gospel is a part of the gospel, but I—I I mean, as you guys all said, and I agree with too. That I—I I, I believe that that they're one and the same. If, I think if somebody can fly an American flag in their church, then they <clears> can—they <throat> can grant me the grace of hearing that it makes me sick to my stomach when black men get shot in the street by police under yeah. questionable circumstances. And that concludes part one of my conversation with Soul City about their new album, The Spirit of Soul City. Please check back for part two as we continue to talk about issues of faith, social injustice, and the church's response to the issues and the outcries of the communities affected by these social injustice issues. If you'd like to get in touch with the Culture and Conversations podcast, email us at cultureandconversations at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Facebook, Culture and Conversations. Or you can interact with us at Instagram, Culture and Conversations. Be blessed.